Welcome to Notes from the Underground, another episode with uh, me here. My name's Chris, and I've got a guest today. His name is Graeme Wyman, and he's the program coordinator at VAMS. And VAMS, that stands for Vancouver Adapted Music Society. Welcome, Graeme. Hi, Chris. This is a whole new organization for me, and I know I found out with my research that you've been on been around for a long time and the first question that did pop into my mind is what does adapted music mean? Our organization works with um, all disabilities. The main concept around adapted music is creating different avenues for our artists to be able to play music. Now that could mean something as simple as adapting the music for say a client to play with instead of using a full hand one finger but on the other side of that we um, also help provide services for say if someone's a quadriplegic and they're interested in playing guitar we with one of our sister organizations or societies tetra we'd actually build what's called we'd call a guitar table essentially what that means is you would place the guitar on essentially a table that a wheelchair could fit under and they would play it like a piano the easiest way to kind of explain that is if you know who Jeff Healy is, uh, the Canadian guitar player, he would play his guitar on his lap. That's right. I've, I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. So that's essentially we even create, um, you know, say if uh, one of our clients has had a stroke, but they're interested in learning the trumpet, we would rig, say, a mic stand to actually hold the trumpet and then they'd be able to play the instrument with, say, if their one hand is more capable. Okay, so you're, you're basically you're adapting the instruments to suit the disability that the person has mm-hmm, and make, exactly. it, make it work for them. Okay. Who is, for everybody out there that should know, who is VAMS for? And again, I'll, I'll say that's the Vancouver Adapted Music Society. Mm-hmm. What do you do and what is your mandate? Our mandate, and this is kind of, we're, we're a part of an organization called the Disability Foundation. The Disability Foundation has six other societies, or five other societies, apart from BAMS. Long story short, the mandate or our kind of mantra is reimagine what is possible. But to really go into VAMS, we primarily have a three-tiered program. And again, we're opened up to all disabilities. Originally, we were more focused on physical and cognitive disabilities, but um, now we've opened it up to, to all disabilities. And our three-tier program goes from lessons. So whether you were a musician, say before, if you had an accident, or if you were just interested, never played one, and were interested in learning, we teach lessons and at all various abilities. Then we also do recordings in our studio. And then finally, we do uh, live performances throughout BC. Well, that's fantastic. When you say uh, disabilities, are you involved with physical disabilities or also helping people with mental disabilities? Um, all and every uh, type of disability. We work with um, people who like autistic people, brain injuries, encompassing um, visual impairment. And how do people find you? Most of our clients come from GF Strong Rehabilitation Hospital, which is located in Vancouver, kind of near King Edward and Oak, right by Children's Hospital. Okay. Um, that's where we primarily get our clients, and we're actually based in the basement of that facility. That's where our studio is. 
Primarily, too, it's online through our social media and different disability organizations. Again, you can find all of this information on vams.org, V-A-M-S dot org. Okay, that's good to say that. And I will be bringing that up from time to time, too, so people listening can connect with you. Perfect. Could you please describe the origins and how this society started and when was it started and why? The organization was started up by two gentlemen, Dave Symington and Sam Sullivan, the former mayor of Vancouver. Rings a bell. Yeah, and so he was the mayor during the uh, Olympics back in 2010. So Sam and Dave started the organization in 1988. Essentially, they were both taking courses at SFU. On a ride back, they started up a conversation, and both of them had been musicians prior to their accidents. Dave was a drummer, and Sam was a piano player and vocalist. The kind of serendipitous part of how the organization began was um, this was around the time when technology with music was moving more towards electronic or what essentially what we call MIDI. What happened was it gave different avenues for Dave and Sam to be able to play. Now, to give an example, Dave, again, who was a drummer, he actually uses what are called octopads. So they're essentially drum pads. He plays them on either side of his wheelchair, and Dave and Sam are both quadriplegic, so with limited arm movement. So essentially, on one side, he has eight pads, and then on the other side, he has eight. So he's essentially getting a full drum set sound. And now with Sam, um, as he was not able to play chords on the piano, they were able to program in essentially full chords or pads. So Sam could hit one note on the piano, and it would either play one chord or an actual pattern, and then he would sing. If any of your listeners are interested, if you type in the band name Spinal Chord, you can find some old videos of theirs, and as well on our website. Again, that's bams.org. Very clever name there, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little tongue-in-cheek, right? Takes, Takes you back, yeah. So these musicians, they are actually developing their own unique skills with this technology. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because um, they partnered up back in the 80s with Roland. Long story short, they would have conversations around what they were doing. And essentially, the technology was being was there from Roland. It was just, it was an avenue I don't think that anyone had thought about using it for. And okay, so that was the 80s, and Mm -hmm. you said the technology was kind of new and developing. Mm -hmm. How has the Vancouver Adapted Music Society evolved over the years since then with the technology and helping people? In the 90s, the organization was originally based out of Pearson's Hospital, and then I believe in 1993 it was. They moved to GF Strong, and it was essentially just a room Uh, with a guitar, and I think it was more for people if they wanted to play, they could come there. They started in the 90s and early 2000s to kind of build up a client list and actual talent list. I believe it was the early 2000s, they put out their first CD called Straight Goods. It slowly started to grow, and then in 2013, they put out a second record called The Strong Sessions. That particular record, they started pairing up um, established musicians in Vancouver with um, BAM's disabled artists. The Odds were kind of the backing band for that record moving forward from there. 
I came on with the organization in 2014. At that time, there was about 300 hours a year in sessions with BAMS. And again, with each individual client, the way that, especially the way that I've, I've kind of ran things is each individual client has an individual plan on what they're looking at getting out, how they, how they are using the instruments, what they're using them for, what different adaptive devices um, we make. There must be a lot of good uh, brainstorming when you get together as a team to make a, a specific instrument for somebody. The guitar table is kind of the most accessible one to speak about because even in the last two years, we would normally set them up, but someone in a wheelchair would probably need a hand in setting it up every time. Now we've come to a point where everything is done by hydraulics, and so someone with limited arm movement still can, can actually raise and lower the table depending on the specific um, need. We've also used that technology for pianos. And again, it's really simple solutions. That's what I've, I've noticed. It sounds very mechanical. And again, one of the um, sister societies of the Disability Foundation, Tetra, Tetra, basically, they have a thing called an RFA. Say you have a need, and it could be something even as simple as wanting a cup holder installed on your wheelchair. Tetra actually uses, they, we have uh, volunteer engineers that create these solutions. I can just picture a lot of tinkerers and, and people like that that are you know highly qualified getting excited about building things for these different instruments and people so they can use them too. Mm-hmm. No, there must be a lot of good energy going there. There really is. It's all about getting to back to some normalcy, right? Yeah. Little things like that, especially if someone's had an accident. Yeah, no, and I mean, the other thing too is that we've seen the need with VAMS grow. I, I mentioned earlier that when I first started, we had about 300 hours. Before the pandemic, we'd gotten up to 1,100 hours a year. Can I ask you how you got involved in the organization? Yeah, so I came back from doing my master's, and I, I was born and raised in Vancouver and left for five years. Then I came back, and I, I myself am a person with a disability. I was born with my disability, and I came back and I... Long story short, I was working with one organization that was an entertainment agency, and my background is in engineering and production. I always wanted to be in the studio. I went to the Neil Squire organization because they have a program that helps find persons with disabilities uh, jobs. It just so happened that they put me in touch with VAMS, so I started in a limited capacity there, and then within... Four years, I became the program coordinator. That sounds like a, like a natural fit for you, like somebody did their homework and did it right. The beautiful thing about this job is I perform, I organize shows, I do recordings in the studio, I teach. It's not just one avenue. It lets me use a lot of my different skills, so that's always a, a really beautiful benefit from the job. I understand that you're also working together with volunteers in your organization. Do you coordinate the volunteers, or how are volunteers involved with VAMS? We actually, for the Disability Foundation, have a volunteer coordinator. So all of our volunteers come through uh, this particular person. A lot of them, we normally look for candidates that have a background in, in music. You know, we'll have... Volunteers that can play lessons, volunteers that can help set up shows and record, 
because sometimes, as I mentioned, I'll be performing, so I can't do the recording as well. Yeah, it really comes down to lessons and live events. With the live events, you mentioned earlier on that you showcase your talent there. Where do you showcase them besides, I, I know I've seen them on your website, but uh, in public, where, what venues do you have? Most venues, we can bring equipment to have our um, players perform. Venues that we played at, the Centennial in North Vancouver, the Center downtown. Venue that we use quite frequently is the Roundhouse Community Center. We used to play at the Fairview Pub before that was shut down. The Backstage Lounge, we played at the Chan Center, so a, a lot of different venues within Vancouver. When a musician comes into the program, is it the goal to play live, or are there musicians in your program who would rather not perform to an audience, but are quite, you know, they're quite content to develop their craft in private? No, that's exactly correct, Chris. It, it really depends on what the motivation is for our clients. I have clients that come in and all they're interested is just learning lessons, that are learning their instrument and that's they're fully content doing that i mean the thing that i love about the program too and how i've kind of we we've set it up is this tiered program uh to give an example one thing that was very special for me is i had one particular client who is an amputee and visually impaired he had done guitar lessons before but it didn't really work out so i was speaking to this particular individual and i said well why don't we try the bass a little you're not you're not having to worry about six strings you're really focused on the rhythm and you know the, creating the foundation of a musical group he came in and we did over a full year he started learning we did recordings and then he actually performed at our 30th anniversary concert but this particular show we run a, a show bi-yearly which is called the strong sessions just like the record that we spoke about and so in this particular one, again, we pair up able-bodied, established Vancouver artists with our disabled musicians. Can you throw a few names in there of some of the yeah. musicians? Yeah, um, we've had Jim Burns um, perform with us, the Sojourners, the Odds again, um, Ben Sinister is a big supporter of us as well. Uh, at the 30th anniversary, we actually had Colin James performing with us. Wow, those are really impressive people. Are they just dropping in for the performance or are they actually some of them or all of them mentoring these people that are in your program? They primarily drop in for the strong sessions, which is, again, every couple of years we host that. There are a few. Um, for, to give an example, Dan Moxon from Ben Sinister, he performs with Jeff Stanfield, who is one of our, art, our band's artists. Quite frequently, um, normally when we have a gig, it's normally a three-piece, but when we perform live, we normally get Dan to come on in for piano and uh, singing backups. Like I mentioned before, I've looked at some of the videos you have, and people are really, really having a lot of fun with those uh, playing music together, and, and you can see the joy. Any shows that we do, there's always a great atmosphere. I think it's just like any musician, right? I think that we all have a passion for music and when we're able to showcase our art it's always a fun time yeah, and i can imagine if you're a musician it's just in you and it has to get out and uh, you're making it happen for people that would struggle otherwise mm -hmm. no totally and i mean again it's it's all about it, it's normalcy some of my favorite musicians are bam's artists there is obviously a stigma behind disability and well, most things, but music, I'd say, is no different. 
There's a particular other client of ours. He's more of just a performer and recording side of um, of the BAMS program. But um, this particular client was a musician for 30 years before his accident. You know, went to music college, a very incredibly talented musician. And uh, unfortunately, after his accident, it did take him time to get back performing or like to get to a, a place where he felt comfortable performing live. Every time I get to work with this individual artist, it's it's always a pleasure. Because he's so talented, it makes me up my game. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. It's, it's a, It sounds like it's often a struggle, and it's nice when you get results like that. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Graham Wyman from VAMS, which is the Vancouver Adapted Music Society. Of course, it's in Vancouver. He's the program coordinator there. I said, of course, it's in Vancouver. Are you affiliated with any other cities, or is this strictly a Vancouver organization? Our main hub is Vancouver, but we are... Again, the, the pandemic has given insight in we can do online lessons and online recording online, just like we're speaking right now, virtually. The online lessons are more of, I'd say, a tutorial, but no, we're, we, we love to expand into the interior. We've helped or supported recordings and shows on the Sunshine Coast. We're at a, a space right now where we are looking to expand, but our main hub is at GF Strong. It really does sound like you're starting to spread out regionally. Mm-hmm. Is it generally an easy program to slip into and get comfortable with for the majority of people? Or is it a completely unique experience depending on who you are? Like, say you're an introvert, extrovert, or what kind of traumatic injury you've had and the challenges. Is it different for, is it, do you know what I mean? Is it quite yeah. different for different people? Or do you, I, yeah. That, that's the way I'd like to base the program off because each individual disability has its own unique way of unique challenges. No, I I like tailoring each individual lesson or recording or performance to what that artist's need is. Do a lot of people, when they're connected with you, are they driving the bus? Do they have a vision or do you help them with their vision or do do you make suggestions or stuff or do some people just really see it clearly? Or how does, it, how does it work from the artistic sort of spirit of it all? It really depends on, on the artist and what they're, what they're interested in doing. Again, I have clients that strictly are just performers within the organization, and they just like to perform. I have clients that, you know, they'll do recording and performance. But, I mean, I don't get me wrong, my background, again, I'm, I'm a producer, so I definitely like to produce results. I, I definitely like to see progression with a client's career. Again, earlier in the interview, we spoke about that one individual who within a year, he, he just thought he was coming in to do lessons, but I helped him get out on stage. And I don't know if, um, if he actually thought within a year that was going to be a reality. That's a classic. It's like the people that move to, say, Saskatoon, and they think they'll only be there for a year, and they spend their whole life there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. CFUV welcomes local and touring musicians into our studios. Every Friday. Every Friday. On Basement Closet Sessions. Want to hear the raw cut? We have archived our live performances on our Bandcamp page. At CFUV.bandcamp.com. 
Bandcamp.com. Here bands you love. Artists you never heard of. Artists you never heard of. And your next musical crush. Visit cfuv.ca for more info. For people listening that are thinking of volunteering or something, other than donating money, are there other ways that people can support the Vancouver Adopted Music Society? Our volunteer program is a, a great place to start, and you can inquire about that at vams.org or at the disabilityfoundation.org. Another program that we started two years ago is our instrument loan and donation program. If you, for instance, have an old guitar that's just been sitting there or a piano or any instrument that, you know, just isn't getting, you know, love, we would take it and we actually, because, you know, just the cost of um, living with a disability, we actually donate these instruments out to clients. That's good to know because there are people out there with stuff sitting around and, and I know a lot of, there's generosity too, so go for it. And at, at the end of this show, I will give you all the information where you can do that. Do you have any extra special stories from your experience with Vancouver Adapted Music Society that you would like to share? Anything, any wonderful yeah. story, or, you know, something special? Yeah, and I guess there's this... um kind of goes back to just the quality of our clients and how easygoing our clients are and just how much they appreciate the program. It was my first year working with VAMS, so this would have been back in 2014, or maybe early 2015. We had an inquiry about recording a record, and this individual lived um, doesn't live in Vancouver. Again, he's a paraplegic, so his vision was he wanted to record the record, but he really hoped about doing it in his home. He lives up in Half Moon Bay. I had a 10-minute conversation with, uh, with this individual, and I got in my car with my equipment and drove up to Seashell, or Half Moon Bay, not really knowing what music it was, never met this person, just kind of picked up and went. That was a cold call, that one. Basically, and I got the I got the go ahead from the heads of the organization. I was up there for a week and a half, and I got to work with some amazing able-bodied musicians, as well as this particular individual who was driving the bus as we were kind of talking. And this was his record. This was his first record since his accident, and it it, it was an amazing experience. I couldn't have asked for a better client. I couldn't have asked for a better group of musicians to work with. The talent that was there, you know, we would spend all day recording and then, you know, just get to know each other at night. The weirdest thing about that is the producer of the record, who was also playing guitar, mandolin, and pedal steel guitar, actually had gone on tour with one of my best friends from Berkeley. Did you just find that out when you were there? Yeah, so again, it just goes to show how small the world is, right? And this, this particular friend lives in lived in um, New Hampshire. Are you able to say who the musician was that you're talking about? The particular um, musician, his name is Paul Rigby. Paul knew my buddy Zach because they'd gone on tour in Europe together. The record was called Mouth Full of Stars, and that was Simon Paradis's first record after his accident. Again, these people become lifelong friends, and it was just, you know, you, you never expect, you know, 
I had no idea going up there what the music was like. I gravitated towards it because it's blues and rock, and that's kind of my wheelhouse that I love to work in. I couldn't have asked for, as I said, for a better experience. And that was actually my first record that I, full record that I'd recorded outside of college. So you hit the ground running. That was good. Yeah. That's, exactly. a, that's also very inspiring, too, to get a good uh, start like that. Mm-hmm. No, and it's, it's, uh, it's funny. Like, I, I still I go back to that, and you're instantly brought back into that experience. You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM, the voice of Victoria, online at cfuv.ca. Check out our new program schedule on our website to make sure you never miss your favorite CFUV shows. Did you miss last week's episode? Don't fret, because you can relive all the action online. CFUV 101.9 FM, the voice of Victoria. It doesn't matter if you are just waking up or crawling home from the best damn Thursday night of your life. Blues in the Morning has enough zombie, voodoo, gree-gree to last you through the whole weekend. Join Jim for two hours of blues in all its forms, Friday between 9 and 11am, with a special emphasis on Canadian music. And remember, support live music. My last question to you, Graham, is there anything I may have missed today asking you questions about VAMS that you would like people to know about that's really important to you and your organization? A a couple things would be, one, we also have now two mobile studios, or essentially what this is, is we are able to run our program like we would at GF Strong pretty much anywhere in BC. These carts have instruments, they have recording software, they have a lot of different equipment, um, PAs, so that we can actually go out, say, to community centers, to places like Sunny Hill, which is um, essentially the way I like to explain it is GF Strong, but for youth, and deliver our program outside of GF Strong and the studio. It's been, uh, we have two now, so we're starting to build our fleet. <laughs> is this information on your website too? Yes, this is also at vams.org. You can give us the website. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, that's vams.org, V-A-M-S dot org. That's the Vancouver Adapted Music Society. And the other thing that I'd just like to also promote, if that's uh, all right with you, Chris. Please, is... please do. That's what it's all about. We started since the pandemic up a podcast. We are now actually up to three that we promote. Our first one that I created was uh, the artist feature. We interview VAM's clients just about their musical journey and their experiences, challenges, successes, and their history as a musician. Another one we have is called Discover Stories, and that is more broader, just focuses on disability. Same kind of topics around challenges, advocacy, successes. Our final one is called our Society Spotlights, and those, as I said, VAMS is part of a a larger organization called the Disability Foundation, and we use this platform to promote the other societies, whether that's DIGA, the Gardening Society, Tetra, the one that I mentioned earlier that helps create devices for people with disabilities, uh, our sailing organization, ASABC, BC Moss, which is the paddleboard and hiking, 
and then Connectra as well, which is our um, kind of our event society. That can also be found at bams.org, or we are also under on SoundCloud under Reimagine Radio. Thank you. That is most excellent. And I would encourage anybody, whether you're a musician or not, if you have a disability or not, to visit the VAMS website, learn a bit about it, also be entertained by the entertainment on it. It's really special. We were talking today with Graham Wyman from VAMS. Graham, thank you very much for joining me today on Notes from the Underground. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Well, no, thank you so much for having me on, Chris.